What's up, people? Another episode of Just for Sport. Jamoke Davis here with you. And I'm having March sadness. I'm having a little bit of March sadness, which I will get into. I filled out my bracket today for uh, multiple, multiple brackets that I'm a part of. So I am looking forward to the tournament kicking off. And probably as you're listening to this, the tournament will already be going on. And that's exciting. That's exciting. Um, As I am slowly, slowly getting back into, you know, the excitement of March Madness. But I'm just not quite there. I'm not quite there. Uh, This episode is, I already did my picks in the last episode, so you can check out my picks. Um, I am, I am, I'm going with Arizona. That's like my team. I feel like a lot of people are, Um, but but I've got some upsets in there that I think will change, you know, my bracket, differentiate it from others. Um, But there's some other big news that I want to get to, some things that I want to talk about in today's pod. And uh, first and foremost, now I'm worried. Now I'm worried about the Golden State Warriors. Steph Curry may be done. His foot may, uh, yeah, be worse than we expected. And Steve Kerr said Marcus Smart, um, you know, was, he dove into Steph. And Steve Kerr said, quote, I thought it was a dangerous play. I thought Marcus dove into Steph, and that's what I was upset about. And rightfully so, um, it was a dangerous play. I mean, you're diving for the ball and going for it, but... You know, I mean, should you be concerned about the safety of your opponent? Should you be going all out in in when you're playing? And sometimes I think mentally you probably are just kind of, you know, doing doing what you naturally do. If you think about a player like Marcus Smart, he reminds me of a, you know, a Draymond Green, just really tough. And, 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 and you know, the, the heart and soul of the Celtics as Draymond Green in many ways is the heart and soul of the Warriors, two fiery competitors. You know, not quite Kevin Garnett for the Celtics, but that's what I think about, what, what comes to mind. And so he was hustling. It's unfortunate that Curry got hurt And, you know, now it may affect, severely affect the chances of the Golden State Warriors who were my, you know, sleepers, but in some ways at the beginning, but at the beginning of the season, I mean, but in some ways now they were, they've become the favorite. And, you know, now, now it's like, I don't know, the Warriors had injury bug and, it's happening to them this year. You know, not quite the injury bug like Chris Paul, because Chris Paul always has the injury bug. And so I feel like for the Suns, that's always kind of been a thing with, with Chris Paul as he's with the Rockets and the Hornets and the Clippers. But, you know, it's been a rough season for the Warriors. 
And this is just another another sad thing uh, that Steve Kerr and the Warriors have to deal with. Another sad injury that could affect their chances of winning a championship. The other game I watched yesterday, because two nasty televised games, is I watched a great game between the Nets and the Mavericks. Is it recording this early morning hours? It was, you know, it was, it was fun. It was a good game to watch. I'm not a Luka fan, not Luka hater, but, uh, you know, I'm not quite into Luka. I'm just not. And I feel like, not that he's overrated, but, you know, I, I don't know. He just cries too much. But anyway, anyway, I'm talking about the Nets. As I watched that game yesterday, and, yeah, it was a close game. But I also felt like, well, it was only close in my mind. And, again, that might be wrong. But I feel like it was mostly close because Kyrie Irving wasn't on the court. You needed 37 points from Luka. Spencer Dinwiddie, the former net, hits the game-winning three-pointer, which I'm sure was really exciting for him, great for him. But the reality is that the Brooklyn Nets, they need Kyrie Irving. There's all this talk about how dangerous the Nets are going to be in the playoffs. No one wants to see them. I'll give you that. They played well. But I think what you're seeing is a team that plays well when they only have to play one game against that team a night for the most part. Obviously, Eastern Conference opponents, they play them more than once. That Philly Nets game, I mean, they crushed Philly. But you're not seeing it to a level of what would happen in a potential seven-game series is you're seeing the same team over and over and over and over and over again. And I think in that setting, whoever the Nets may play may have a better time being able to match up with them defensively and offensively. You'll know Kyrie Irving's playing this game. Kyrie Irving's not playing that game. He's playing this game, not playing that game. Yes, New York has a mandate. And that's just that. You know, I love watching the ESPN countdown and, you know, uh, Michael Wilbon getting on Kyrie. And Stephen A. calling Kyrie selfish. because I and, and maybe that's one of those things where it's like, because I agree with him that it seems like, yeah. But that's because in the end, yeah, I do agree with them. If I was on that set, I would be saying the same thing. I would be saying the same thing. Because Kyrie can't get out of his own way. Kyrie's thinking about Kyrie. Kyrie's not thinking about his team. 
And the other reason why that's important to think about his team is because, in my mind, the other players on that court, they got the shot. So for any science, any studies that you're reading for any people who don't want to take the shot, like Kyrie, I feel like you're in some ways calling the people who took the shot stupid. Like, oh, I'm smarter than you. Even if you're not a doctor, Kyrie, you think you're smarter than everybody else. Everybody else is buffoons. Everybody else, they're guinea pigs. You don't, may not say that to their face, but that's the feeling I get. I'm from Kyrie. I'm smarter than you. I know that I should not be taking this and you don't understand what's being done to you. But on my flip side of it, I'd like to know whether you want to ask them for the science of it or not. Kyrie, ask your teammates. Wait, how are you feeling? You took the shot. You feel okay? Is anything bothering you? You feel slower? Whatever the case may be. You have the science that tell you you should get the shot. But you also have your teammates who sacrifice for the team and so you can ask them, hey, what? how are you feeling? And then take the shot. Take two shots. Get the booster. Because your team needs you. But it's also for the good of anybody, including Kevin Durant, who's like, oh, it's ridiculous. A visiting player can come in and play, but Kyrie can't. Do it for the city, the state, the country the world people are dying that did not have the shot and when I think about going back you know the, the Nets played back-to-back games they played in Orlando magical performance against Orlando by Kyrie 60 points and I just sat there and watched. It's like, man, imagine what he could do if he could play all 82. And then the playoffs. The word that I thought was very interesting that Kyrie used about himself. And I think he, in some ways, meant, you know, players at that level in the NBA. But I also think he was talking about Kevin Durant, about them being savants of the game. Well, according to the Merriam Dictionary, a savant is a person of learning, especially one with detailed knowledge in some specialized field as of science or literature. Or, you know, Kyrie is not a, a dis, does not have distinguished letters from a university in science or literature. He may have read some things and he's no scientist. But I think he thinks he's one because he knows better than others about the vaccine. The definition goes on to read that a savant is also a person affected with a developmental disorder, such as autism or intellectual disability, who exhibits exceptional skill or brilliance in some limited field, such as mathematics or music. Kyrie's great in the NBA. I think his intellectual skill, as it doesn't necessarily relate to a de developmental disorder, but I know we, you know, people joke when Kyrie was like, oh, the earth is flat. 
you know, the, the wild things that he has said in the past. And this falls along in that in my mind. He's a savant on the basketball court. And I think you would think people should respect your game. Like when you were in Cleveland and you called the fans ungrateful because you won them a championship. You ever think about how great ungrateful you are being to not appreciate what the scientists did, the doctors did to come up with this vaccine to save lives? How about that? How about Kyrie, you being ungrateful and appreciative that there is a vaccine that you can take to prevent you from getting sick, to prevent you from dying? I guess it can't prevent you from getting sick. My apologies. You can still get COVID. I got two shots and the booster. And I still got COVID. Son brought it home, ran through the whole family. Not sick for a couple days, but I'm fine. And I'm grateful that I'm back to health. I don't feel any more ill effects from the vaccine. Yeah, okay, we got to take years to understand the long-term effects. But I'm trusting the science. And I hope that Kyrie can too. Because I think if Brooklyn, Brooklyn, wants to win the title, they're going to need Kyrie every night. Or else they will get cut. The Nets will get cut. But not by Brooklyn in winning the NBA championship. As I know really the cutting the Nets is really about March Madness. As we are in that wonderful time of March where there's basketball that's going to be happening from noon till midnight, Thursday and Friday, and then more games, Saturday and Sunday. But as Kyrie took 31 shots in that Orlando game, which by the way, no other player on the Nets team was even in double digits and shots. So I know it was kind of in the flow of the game. But you didn't get your teammates in the flow. And I don't necessarily like that. But, you know, maybe the players were like, it's cool. Kyrie's in the zone. That's fine. But it's still, even in that game of him getting 60, once again, it was all about Kyrie. Not about the team. When we come back, I'm going to talk about my March sadness. Um, a little bit about uh, my bracket as we are playing games now. And some reports out there that Freddie Freeman may no longer be a Brave. And what's wrong with that? There's a lot. Coming up on the other side of break of Just for Sport. All right, welcome back to Just for Sport. As um, I mentioned, yes, baseball's back. I'm really excited about baseball. But the analytics are just killing me. They really are. It's not the loyalty is even more a foregone conclusion that there is no such thing as loyalty anymore. 
There really isn't. I hear that there's a chance Freddie Freeman is no longer going to be a Brave. And he's meant everything to the Braves. He really has. And if the reports are true that he's going to be going to another team, I just wonder why. He spent his entire life with the Atlanta Braves. He was 32 years old. And because of that, the analytics say he's no good to us anymore. Really? Last season, hit 300. Eighth in the National League. 31 homers. 83 RBIs. And a National League leading 120 runs. And the Braves say he's washed up. He's no good. Why? Why would you do that? I just feel like that's not what a... I would think a story franchise, a Hall of Fame player like Freddie Freeman just shouldn't be treated that way. And, you know, maybe I'm just you know, not really accepting of the new way of business in in sports, in baseball. In this case, baseball. But it really makes me sad, especially coming off of a World Series championship. Really? The first World Series since 1995, and this is what you do in the offseason. Arguably your best player who, by the way, there is a DH in the National League and American League. So even if you felt like, oh, well, we don't necessarily need him at first base. We got a player coming up that we think can fill his role. Put him at DH. Now, you know, we're probably going to find out that, you know, from a PR perspective, well, we offered him a contract and they offered him more. And that's it. 2020. Freddie Freeman was the National League MVP. He still got some years left. And I think it's a travesty that we're now letting computers decide whether you should keep a player or not. How about you use your heart and your mind in the front office? To some degree, you still have one, right? Let's not let just the stats decide whether it's worth it to give a player a contract. Okay, maybe it is to an extent giving him uh, a contract that is, you know, kind of paying him back for what he's done in the past. And I know I was, you know, a little bit critical in understanding of, you know, this also made me realize, you know, it is kind of cool. It's okay that the Packers want to give Aaron Rodgers that contract. And I know I've said that in past podcasts about, you know, let Aaron Rodgers go. He's not Tom Brady. And part of that is because on the flip side, Aaron Rodgers has talked about wanting to leave. So there is a difference there. That just bums me out. 
Freddie Freeman has been with the team since 2007. That's a long time. 15 years with one team. You'd like to think that would have been okay to get it to 20. Like a, you know, he's in that class of like a Chipper Jones. John Smoltz. You know, he's, he's a brave through and through. And you wanted him to stay that way. You wanted to know that, like Chipper Jones, Freddie Freeman was just going to be a brave and that's it. Now it looks like it's not going to be the case as reports are saying he's going to the Dodgers. <sighs> just when you want to just enjoy sports because it makes you feel good, makes you happy. The business of it brings you back down. And that's my March sadness. That is my March sadness for the day. But in the way to uplift me, we've got college basketball galore. And I am excited that it's here. A little bit of sadness that we aren't talking about it as much. I've heard so many people talk, I really haven't followed it as much. And I think that's a product of the pandemic, unfortunately. We're just not really there. We're just not in it. You catch a little bit of this game here, a little bit of that game there. But I feel like college basketball has taken a step back. Maybe basketball in general, because the NBA numbers are down too. Maybe there are just too many games. You're just saturated with so much basketball. It's a possibility. I mean, I do think when you think of football, you know, I would like to say, oh, there's only two days. There's a Saturday and a Sunday. But realistically, now it's building. You got Monday night. You got Thursday night football. There's a more of an appetite for football. That's just a fact. But I feel like there are a number of people that I've talked to who's just like, ah, I'm just not following basketball the same way. So it's not quite the same March sadness. And I know as I start to watch the NCAA tournament this weekend, it's going to come back, the excitement of it, the game-winning shots, the upsets, the one shining moment in the NCAA tournament. It's going to be there, and I'm looking forward to it. And I'm crossing my fingers that my pick of Arizona to win it all is going to come true. Now, my final four in my Props Network bracket, as I'm excited to be a part of it, is uh, Texas Tech, UCLA, Arizona, and Kansas. And I've got UCLA and Arizona playing in the national championship with Arizona winning it all. We'll see how it does. We'll see how it does. I've got some upsets I'm going to be paying attention to. And I hope you are as well. Um, and there's some other ways you can play. Check out Prize Picks in the description here. There's a promo code for you to play as well to uh, in, in, increase your odds of, of winning uh, or stretch your dollar more, if you will. But check out Prize Picks, another way to play. It'll be fun. And uh, that'll do it for Just for Sport. I'm going to end it here. Enjoy basketball. 
to the window. Ciao for now. Are you looking for a better way to play player props or daily fantasy sports? Well, look no further than Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the leading over under daily fantasy game. Why? Because it's so easy to use and win. You can make your picks in under 30 seconds and win up to 10 times your money in one day. Right now, we have a special offer for our viewers and listeners of the Just for Sport podcast. All you have to do is sign up now and use the promo code J for Sport, and Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Yep, that's right. They'll match your first deposit up to $100. So join the over 150,000 others who found a better way to play and download the Prize Picks app today.